Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome back to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. I guess this is then episode nine. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um, so we were talking about how to recognize Alzheimer's disease and we had part one. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I recommend going back one episode and you might want to listen to that first. So this is part two and we'll be talking specifically about uh, Alzheimer's disease in relation to medications and young onset. Right. Yeah. Very different, too, by the way, because most people uh, consider Alzheimer's to be an old person's disease, mm. which is very interesting. And that meaning that it's over 65, usually 85 and over is the most popular that they start at least diagnosing. And wow. as you know, it's usually mid-stage yeah. before they get diagnosed. Yes particularly with Alzheimer's, because we said so it's slow. It's so slow, yeah. yeah. So really the yeah. disease has been going on for many, many years. Many years before yeah. that. Very before subtle changes. Official. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So possibly when mom drives to the grocery store and she winds up in three counties over yeah. when the car runs out of gas, <laughs> you go, uh-oh, something really definitely went wrong. Yes. So lots of symptoms with that too, but... Let me jump ahead for just a second because a young onset is definitely before the age of 40. Mm -hmm. Wow. And the youngest, I think, that really was diagnosed was 18. And, you know, I just want to have a caution about this because it's rare. This is not yeah. uh, something that you're going to see on a regular basis. So let's keep that in mind. Um, there is a gene uh, chro chromosome 21 that is the same as Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And children who have Down syndrome, more than probably 50% of them at some point when they get older are going to get Alzheimer's. Oh. So because it's related to that same chromosome. So keep in mind that, as I said, this is very rare. Mm -hmm. um, but the other part of that, it's either genetic. So if you're if you get it young, the chances are it was something passed on from the family. And there's a whole series of discussions on this um, with a family. I believe it was in Scotland. The entire family had that gene, and they all got it very young. So oh. meaning under fifty. Wow. You know? So. Um, that's a very different problem. Guess what happens when you get it when you're young? That's and tough. It's beyond tough. It's like because, you, yeah. Yeah. You probably, you know, you might have your a family. Yeah. And then also absolutely. from a care perspective, you, you know, like a young person with Alzheimer's in a regular, let's say, nursing home mm -hmm. has like challenges. Absolutely. Itself. It's like, yeah. Absolutely. thing that's really disturbing too when you think about it is when you have raised a child that has down syndrome and you've worked and worked and worked to get them you know functioning as well mm -hmm. as they possibly can and then you realize they're going to now decline with alzheimer's it's mm -hmm. you know and this is again goes to get a good diagnosis know yep. what you're dealing with yep. and know how to prepare ahead of time mm -hmm. because that's a, a a really big issue um and also with this misdiagnosis or no diagnosis, 
which is really difficult because maybe because they look at them and they're young and they think, well, I can't have that. No. You know, so get yourself a good neurologist, somebody that understands it. One more time, I say that because that's, you know, obviously going to happen. The other thing is a lot of times when people are um, running into this, they're at work and all of a sudden they start seeing that too because they could be 20 years old and just starting their career and all of a sudden things are not going well for them. So that's another part of that. Um, But the hardest part, as you mentioned, is the relationships Mm because you're suddenly, you're probably married, have children. So boy, there goes, guess what? If you can't work, there's a financial burden, especially if the wife may be at home with the children Mm -hmm. and he was the breadwinner Mm -hmm. and now he can't function at work. That's so financial problems. All of those things are coming into play now because of the young part. Now our system has been set up for the elderly with dementia. Mm -hmm. Haven't we run into that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. So that scares me, but um, because the, the finances are a problem, it's probably one of the, most difficult things that we have to, you know, to take care of and to handle. However, here's good news. So you're going to like to hear this. Mm -hmm. The Social Security Administration has added an early onset Alzheimer's to the condition under its Compassion Allowance Program. Okay. Oh, wow. Giving those with the disease expedited access to Social Security, disability insurance, and supplemental insurance. So this is really critical for people to know that because if you have this, you need to know that there is money out there to help with that. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not great, but it is certainly a big step towards us saying, you know what, our society is looking at it. Yes. We're going to try to fix it. So those are just, you know, a brief overview, but it's really an important and and we may be doing a webinar on that later on. Yes. Want to discuss the details about young onset mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So let me just take a jump and go over to medications. All right. Because we talked about, we wanted to talk about that today. The first thing I would tell you, no matter what you have, if it has to do with medications, I want you to go slow yes. and go low. Yeah. <laughs> Not high doses of anything. Now, you know that families have a tendency to have more than one doctor. Yes. What happens with yes. that? Yes. And then if you run into the risk of, you know, Dr. A prescribes a medication, then you have Dr. B who pr- prescribes another medication. Well, if Dr. B does not know that Dr. A already is, you know, that you're already on another medication, there could be adverse drug reactions. Absolutely. So it's, it is so, so, so critical that mm-hmm. all of you physicians know all of the medications and actually on that note sorry to throw it in real quick <laughs> we have a little handout that you can get um and you can get it uh on our website you can download that download that for free the address is www.pineseducation.org forward slash personal health that's pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. I will put that in the show notes too. And that sheet will allow you, you know, you set it up once and and you're going to look and go, oh my God, that's a lot of work. (laughs) But you know what, once you have it set up, all you have to do is that if let's say if there's a medication change, you just delete the old medication, enter the new medication, and then you can print the sheet and take it 
You know, when you right. go see a physician, you can hand them the list. Right. So, you know, it's, it's also for the physician, it makes it easier yes, to refer back to. Yes, it absolutely does. So the other thing I will tell you is that it's uh, not only do you go low and go slow, but only mm-hmm. do one at a time. Yep. And if you're going to take a med away, only take one. Don't try to take several away. Some of these medications you should not pull off very quickly anyway. Yeah. You might want to go down on a lower dose before, um, you know, you decide to take anything off. But anyway, you're, you need to match the symptoms that you're having to the medication. Mm-hmm. So if all of a sudden she's starting to fall and she wasn't doing that before and you realize that she had added a new med, make sure you keep a note of that and take yes. that to the doctor. Yeah. Because recognizing symptoms are very important when you have a dementia. Mm -hmm. You definitely need to stay on top of that. So the other thing is you may have side effects because these medications definitely have side effects. We've all listened to commercials on TV, which have scared us to death. (laughs) So let's be really clear about what the med is doing to your loved one and yeah. your medication is not going to work for me mine's not going to work for no, you everybody's chemistry we, is different you know, one person might be right. fine with the medication another right. person might not which is a good thing not to share medication oh yes um so anyway again on that log keep track yes uh, that will help you out a great deal so um, I want to tell you there are the three drugs that are usually used with Alzheimer's in particular is Aricep, Exelon, and Razadine. Now, let me just say to you that they don't work for everybody. Mm. Some people have an adverse reaction to them. Other people do well. It does nothing to the disease process, but it affects the symptoms and helps hold on to certain things a little bit longer. But that's all. It's not going to cure. There are no medications that cure any of these diseases, unfortunately, at least at this point. Um, But also, by the time they get in mid-disease, Namenda is very good for that. So they they add Namenda to that. Um, And drugs that treat the symptoms, because we want to talk about that when you know there are symptoms that go along, antidepressants. This is a big topic for people. So I want you to know that it's either Zoloft, Welbutrin, Lexapro, or Remeron. And the thing about that is, is that it's used to treat typical and atypical depression. Okay. So when you're coming in and asking for something for that, those would be the medications that they would be asking for. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you want to match the symptoms of depression to the drug choice. So make sure it's the right one. Mm -hmm. For some people, one will work. The other one will not. So you're a neurologist again. Absolutely. You should be able to really advise you well on that. Absolutely. So if you're looking at different things for uh, mood stabilizer, because you know they go up and down and and trigger that, uh, Depakote, Neurotin, Integritol, and Lithium. Those are used for agitation and mood swings. Those medications um, take time to get in the mm-hmm, system. So mm-hmm. be patient with that and don't be eager to switch them around. Oh, it didn't work today. Or change or, dosage. Yeah, or yeah. Don't, don't do that with these because it takes them a, little, a while to get in the system. Yeah. That would be my, my number one. Now, antipsychotics are a tricky uh, a group of, of drugs. And those are the Risperdal, Zyprexin, Seroquel, and Abilify. 
And again, with antipsychotics, those are used for hallucinations. Mm -hmm. They're used for things that uh, delusions, those kind of trying to regulate you so that you're not seeing all of these scary things that happen to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you do need to know that if you're going to take those there, they may have permanent side effects. Oh, so you may not be able to, so I've seen people who have gotten on one of these drugs and they have this, their mouth, they're moving their oh. mouth constantly and yeah. they can't stop doing that. So there are weird side effects and you, you want to talk to your doctor, your neurologist and say, mm -hmm. now tell me what can I expect from this drug? before yeah. I decide that I want my loved one on that. And then if you do notice a behavior change when you start write a new medication, down. write it down and yeah. let your doctor know right. right away. And the other thing too, is it can be different in the morning than at night. So mm -hmm. if you're seeing different behaviors, try to write those down. If it happened uh, like during sundowning or if it was first thing in the morning, they mm -hmm. couldn't get out of bed. Those will help the doctor uh, classify which one of those drugs is going to be more helpful to you. So being really clear, and I think we have some opportunities, too, for other printouts. One of the things we want yep. to do is give some resources. Yes. And so before I do, let me give you one last mm -hmm. uh, tip. Uh, benzodiazepines are a, a group of medications which are considered tranquilizers. Oh. So, yeah. So be familiar with the fact that they are Valium and Xanax. Mm -hmm. And the problem are they're easily abused because they're highly addictive. Oh. So if you get on one of those, know that you're, that person is going to wind up wanting more and take it all the time. And those kind of drugs, if you don't have to take them, are better not to take them. Okay. So let the doctor know. Let's talk about the Valium and Xanax. Uh, I don't know if that's good. Is there anything else? Yeah. And then they can talk about that a little bit. So, Valerie, we had a couple of resources mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you might be able to help them with. Yeah. So one uh, that Joanne found, uh, it's a website called Free Printable. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Free printablemedicalforms.com. That's a mouthful. Let me try that again. It's freeprintablemedicalforms.com. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. And when you go to that website, you can see a bunch of different medical forms and medical charge, uh, charts that you can download and print. And um, you can download the PDF versions free. If you want the editable like uh, version for my Microsoft Word, you have to, they're $3.99 a piece, but you can get the PDFs for free. Right. Yep. And we're going to put that link, like I said, in the show notes. And the other one that Joanne found is a medication list template. And that's on a website called Vertex. And it's a very long link. So instead of <laughs> trying to talk that out for pronounce it, is I'm going to put it again in the show notes for you. Right. And uh, you can download that and fill it in and again, print it out and just have all that information, yeah. you know, ready. And so you can always keep all physicians up to date, or if, let's say, God forbid, there was an emergency situation. Yes. Had, let's say EMTs you know, come to your house, you could give them the list. And then you go to the hospital. Yeah. And then what happens is they don't know what you're on. Mm -hmm. So oh, yes. having that form in an emergency is so helpful because you're overwhelmed Already, with what's happening. Yes, exactly. And there it is. You've got it. And then you're done. And yeah. you're, you're really If you set. can just grab that sheet that's printed yeah. and hand it to the person and then right. you don't have to worry about it anymore because right. they're aware. Yeah. 
I think that's worth it's going to be worth yeah. its weight in gold. Yes, and, it is. And uh, we will later on uh, be talking about hospital stays with dementia. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> yes. And one thing I wanted to mention, too, before we sign off is uh, uh, we have opened a Facebook group for listeners of our yes, talk show, the, for the uh, Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. And it's just a little place, you know, where, where caregivers, uh, professionals and family caregivers where we can, you know, meet and talk and you can ask us questions or give us recommendations for the show. We would love that too. And it's just meant as like an online community where you can, right. you know, uh, communicate with people that are going through similar things where you can ask questions. And uh, if you want to join that, if it's, uh, if you're on Facebook and there, there's that little search bar in the top, all you have to do is uh, type in dementia caregiver talk show and it's your pop up and then you just click the join button and what that will do will ask you two simple questions one is have you listened to the show and the other one uh is oh are you are you a caregiver and then the purpose of the question is simply because it's a closed group because you know what it's it's a sensitive subject matter mm -hmm. we don't want just anyone to be able to view what we're talking right, about right. um but if you send us you know if you request to join yep. i going to approve you, you know, as soon as I can. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice little community and we've grown pretty quick. So well, I hope we feel like us. there's a lot of people out there that are going through maybe what you are as well. Yeah. And you might ask a question and somebody might be able to just turn around and say, I had the same thing. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I did and maybe it will help you. And perfect. Those are, those are the communities that really are helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, you know what, you know, somebody else like Joanne said might have gone through it and might have a different idea, something you wouldn't have thought of. Exactly. You know, or vice versa. So, you know, we hope you'll join the group and thank you so much. And it was a lot oh. of really interesting information. And again, you know, you always check with your neurologist, yes. you know, talk to them. Be careful and, about the medications. Yes. Those are important to yeah. understand. It's like they can help, but also got to be, yeah. got to be cautious. So. Right. right. Thank you so much, Joanne. Oh, you're so welcome. I look forward to seeing you again. Yes. And we hope you welcome us back soon. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye-bye.